Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue. Faces turn red. Rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Welcome to the Daily DLP. I'm your host, Ash Thompson, and today we are going to talk about the Detroit Lions playoff meltdown. So, let's start with the gigantic pink elephant in the room. I don't care about the fourth downs. That's not why they lost the game. It's just not. Like, the decision isn't what caused the loss. On the first one, they should have made that play. The play was there. Jared Goff, bad throw. Josh Reynolds not having a day where he makes that catch. Sometimes he does. Sometimes he doesn't. Later in the game, nobody can catch anything. (laughs) You know, it's a... My point is that there are 60 to 70 plays in a game. And yes, there are generally five or six big moments where the game kind of turns on them a little bit, but what was required for the 49ers to put up 17 straight points was Jameer Gibbs fumbling, which is a thing he doesn't do. And that ridiculous catch off of the face of Vildor, who just barely didn't make the most spectacular interception in Lions playoff history. It was luck. To win in the playoffs, you need the luck. The Lions did not have it. And yes, would I have preferred that the Lions attempt and make both of those field goals? Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, But even if you put those points on the board... That's that's still the 49ers making a drive at the end to win the game. Who knows if if that actually makes the difference. Um uncharacteristic drops. Like that that's not Reynolds' game. I don't know what happened there. But like on the fourth down play, that was a bad throw. And he made a play to get his hands there. PFF's not gonna call that one a drop because it was a bad throw to begin with. The second one, though, was just a straight up what the hell is going on kind of play and and yeah it uh this just sucks man cuz like we had hope and like i still have hope for the future i'm not like doom and glooming this i'm not like some kind of idiot but 
because like, this is the best season they've ever had. <laughs> be a real stupid person that would be coming out right now and being like, this is what they always do. Because like, if what they did was always get to the NFC Championship game and lose by a field goal, I think our the, the fan base would have a very different personality. <laughs> um, like, what were the stats in this game? I, I didn't even really look at them. Like, I know I know the halftime stats because they just kept talking about how three Lions had more rushing yards than Christian McCaffrey in the first half. And why is that? That that changed? What what was it? Because that's what I do here is is kind of try to diagnose why. And a huge part of it was. If you decide you want to be the kind of masochist who watches this game again, and I will, I suspect what you are going to find is that in the first half, the Lions were sending five, sometimes six guys the majority of the time. And in the second half, it really looked like they were just rushing four, trying to stop the run and playing back passively to just kind of try to tackle what's in front of them and I'm going to be blunt when I say that if you ever do that against the San Francisco 49ers, you are a shitty defensive coordinator who should probably get fired because that is exactly what they want you to do because they have Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel. Two guys who thrive on yards after the catch, making people miss, making your cute little... We're going to play back in zone and we're going to tackle them after they catch the ball. They make you miss. They make you miss those tackles. There's a lot of people right now going on and basically wondering, why can't the Lions tackle? And the thing is that if you were to pick two players in the NFL right now that are legitimately the most difficult players to tackle, both of them are on the San Francisco 49ers. And in the second half, they, they kind of ate. It's, it's a cause and effect thing. It's it's not really all that complicated. And I mean, there's going to be some people saying dumb things about Jared Goff. Like, oh yeah, he felt under the pressure. Didn't have a good day at all. Like the offense scored 31 points. What do you want, man? Hit 273 yards and a touchdown. And that's with his team forgetting how to catch a ball for a quarter of the game. There's nothing bad to say about him. Like Laporta showed up. He did his nine for 97. He did Amon Ross St. Brown had his seven catches for 87 yards. You can't really ask much more from him. Like Jameis Williams only had two catches, but man. Also added 42 yards rushing. <laughs> like the guy is a big play waiting to happen. You kind of wish they had gotten him the ball more. I guess that's that's. That's three touches on the day for a guy who might be the scariest person in the league. Like, I, I don't agree with the lack of utilization of Jamison Williams in this game. That was one of my keys to the game was if they can't get the ball to outside receivers on the outside, because that is where the San Francisco 49ers defense is weakest. They're not going to win. And well, they kind of didn't win. And like, that's not the only reason there's, there's a thousand things that went wrong in that second half. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like at the end of the game, uh, Christian McCaffrey had 90 yards and there was only one lion who had more than that. And the end of the game is what matters. Like it, you get over almost 70 yards in the second half of this game. 
I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. But what really killed them was Brock Purdy with five carries for 48 yards. That's been a problem the entire season. They have done nothing to mitigate it despite the fact that in this league, that is a thing. It's always going to be a thing. It's never not going to be a thing that needs to be dealt with again. And the Lions defense, by design, cannot deal with a quarterback who runs. They they just can't. Like, And then they're like, it, it just, it's, it's a hole in Aaron Glenn's scheme that I would like to write off as being because of the players, but it's been no matter who's in the game at any point. It's always like Brock Purdy's not even good at it. And he had 10 yards a carry almost. That's something they have to figure out next year. Because this year's done as we, we all know. So there's no more talking about, I don't have to do any more game previews, which is kind of cool because it's never been my favorite content to do. Like I know people like them and that's why I keep doing them is because, well, why make something nobody wants to watch? Ironic that I'm asking that question. <laughs> uh, what else is there to say about this? Like, yeah, it was 24 to seven at halftime and ended up being 34 to 31. And there is nothing you can say that makes that okay. Like there's, there's no way to take the sting out of this. The sting is real. The sting is there, but on the year, the team went 14 and six. Focus on that. Don't be the guy who comes in and just goes like, same old lions. They couldn't win the big game. No, they won two big games, man. Shut up. Just stop talking. Call 97 one. I'm sure. Valenti will like to talk to you about that. I don't have the headspace for it. If you're in the comments, you're going to be the only comments I don't like. Usually when I do go in and look at them, I just like everything. Maybe reply with one or two and move on, but not engaging the trolls. That's the post-game review from Ash Thompson. (laughs) Uh, I'll talk about the game again when they release more stats. Uh, But yeah, Jared Goff, 273 yards and a touchdown. That's not a bad day. Uh, David Montgomery, 15 carries, 93 yards, 6.2. That's a pretty good day. You know, maybe if you want to get on them about something, Jameer Gibbs did nothing other than his one long run and they gave him 12 carries. Maybe we can focus on that. Have a great day. Let's bring it here together. Let's go. Lions on three. One, two, three. You've had enough of that shit.